Hi, my name is Rhiannon, and if you haven't met me, I call myself the crazy busy mom of four. There's kind of a reason for that. I'm not crazy, but I am crazy busy. Like I said, there's four kids and a husband. Welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me on what I hope is going to be a weekly bout of encouragement, maybe funny stories, or something to just encourage you as a mother or as a wife, or maybe just to make you feel like you're not alone. So I'm so excited that you're here with me today, and I hope that you enjoy my podcast. I'm so excited today to talk to you about what I think is one of the most fun jobs in the world, and that is being a boy mom. So I've got two boys right now. They are 11 and 9, and I think that I should preface with the fact that I'm not an expert in raising children, but then again, I kind of am an expert in at least raising my own children. And so raising boys is probably the most fun, yet the most emotional roller coaster I think that I've ever been on. And granted, my boys are still young. They are the most fun people I've had the pleasure of getting to not just raise, but like come in contact with. Like my kids are just, they're crazy. So I want to share with you a little a little story. Actually, this podcast is going to be full of stories and I'm excited about that. But one of my, oh man, one of my favorite things. So, you know, there's like things that I thought that I would never say in my grown up life, like ever. And as soon as I became a mom to boys, all of those things came flying out of my mouth. For example, My daughters did not prepare me for being a mom at all. They were like these perfect little children who had like these rules just ingrained in them, right? I didn't have to tell them to stop touching things. I didn't need to tell them to not lick the floor. Okay, when you tell your kid to stop licking the floor, these are things that I never thought would come out of my mouth. Like ever, ever, ever. But one of my favorite things that I kind of shouted at my kids once, again, something I would never think that I would yell, is um, one day I was cleaning and our fireplace had a bunch of ashes in it. And so I just wanted to take care of all that. And I was cleaning it out and it was all nice, it was all vacuumed. And then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, my boys are playing inside the fireplace, like literally inside the fireplace. And so like I yell at them, boys, get out of the fireplace. That's not a place we play. And I thought, good Lord, I have like hit it as a mother. So I have this picture actually that I actually took of them like seconds after I told them to get out of the fireplace and stop playing in there. And it's such a precious little photo. I've got these two like little boys with surprised eyes looking at me. It was just like the most hilarious thing. Another thing about being a boy mom is just, oh man, how you can get them to listen or pay attention or to believe something is true. So for example, Phoenix is my youngest. He's nine and he, um, He suffers from OCD, a very mild like case of it, but it's really funny because of that, he doesn't really understand sarcasm or things like that. 
So this one time in transitional kindergarten, so he was like four, almost five, he comes home and he tells me, mom, my teacher read a story to us today. And I was super excited to hear about the story. And he says, mom, do you know what happens to kids when they tattle? And he was like, dead serious, you guys, dead serious. I said, no, Phoenix, what happens when kids tattle? He says, mom, you grow a tail. My teacher read us a story today that says, if you tattle too much, you'll start to grow a tail. And I could not believe that he had bought this hook, line, and sinker. He's the most logical kid in some ways that I know. And so, like, I couldn't believe that he had believed this. And I was cracking up. And so I told him, I was like, Phoenix, you had better stop tattling because I'm pretty sure that at any minute your tail is going to come poking through. And again, he bought it hook, line, and sinker. So... One day, very shortly after this story is read, we're out and about as a family and we're running some errands and trying to shop and and get some things done. And it comes to dinner time. And so we're about to get dinner. Now, something I should tell you about Phoenix is he is definitely the baby of the family. And because of that, I don't want to say because of that, because it's probably not always true for all babies of the family. But in our family, Phoenix just whines. So when he was younger, if he would whine, people would get tired of hearing him whine and then do it for him. And so he has kind of manipulated his way around his siblings and even um, sometimes his father and myself. But anyway, so he has like just, he's a whiner and I love him to death, but there was this point in time when he was like four or five years old and it's like he almost couldn't talk in a normal voice. Everything was whining. So we're out to dinner and Phoenix is whining and complaining and I'm tired and I have just about had it. And so then I said, I'm thinking about the story that he remembered about growing a tail. Now he wasn't tattling, so I couldn't tell him his tail was about to pop up. But what I could tell him was something else. So I told him, I was like, Phoenix, do you know what happens when you whine too much? And he like stopped in his tracks and looked at me a little bit confused. And he says, no, what happens when I whine too much? I said, when you whine too much, Phoenix, you turn into a glass of wine. And then you want to know what happens? Somebody drinks you. His eyes were as big as could possibly be. I was trying so hard not to laugh because I really couldn't believe what had just come out of my mouth. But the story gets even better. Phoenix tells me, that's not true. You don't turn into a glass of wine. And I replied with, oh, yes, you do. I used to have a brother named Brian. Have you ever met him? No. Why? Because that's before you were born. All Brian did was complain and he turned into a glass of wine and grandma drank him. My husband just stared at me and could not believe what I had just said to like our five-year-old child. Here's the thing though. Phoenix was like, um, okay. I said, have you ever met Brian? He says, no, never met Brian. So I called my older brother, Daniel, and I kind of had that, you know, like that in your voice that says, hey, I'm about to tell you something. Please go with it. So my kid will uh, believe me. He got that hint and I said, hey, Daniel, do you remember our, our brother, Brian? And my brother said, oh yeah, Brian, I hate that guy. He was the worst. 
And so once Phoenix had heard that, he completely believed that if you whine, you turn into a glass of wine. This might not be like the best story, but I feel like it kind of like puts me up there for mother of the year. Only because Phoenix finally did stop whining. And anytime he starts to get whiny now, we just tell him, hey, you better be careful. You're going to turn into a glass of wine. And if he whines like a ton, then I'll tell him, hey, Phoenix, go get the wine glass. You're going to turn into a bottle of, or a glass of wine right about now. And usually that'll calm him down enough and he'll stop whining about whatever it is that he's whining about. As much as being a mom of boys gives me like these funny moments of like yelling about getting out of the fireplace or telling my son he's going to turn into a glass of wine, best mom ever moment, there has been a lot of struggles. And when I say raising boys is the struggle is real, the struggle is real. Now don't get me wrong, each kid comes with their own issues and their own ways of learning and their own ways of coping and their own ways of dealing with things. But... Tristan has been my one that has been the one from minute one. I just knew he was so special, but I knew that it was going to be a challenge. So when he was five weeks old, he got meningitis and was so incredibly sick and was in the hospital for a long time. Poor Ireland thought that I had moved into the hospital. She came to visit one day and asked like, how come you live here now? So that was like super heartbreaking. And then when he was a year old, he broke his leg going down a slide just after he learned how to walk. Now he's like in this cast that is gigantic and heavy and oh, that was tough too. And then when he was about four or five, we started to see some anger issues. Oh, let me back up. After the broken bone, when he was three, he actually cracked his skull from falling off the couch. And so then is when we started to see some anger and some frustration and just some stuff that we didn't think was normal for a kid his age. And he was in and out of therapy for a while. And then when he was 10, he was diagnosed with depression. That is probably the hardest thing you could hear as a parent when your child is diagnosed with depression. But I want to back up. And before he was diagnosed with depression, he actually had a stay in a facility for about six days. And that was probably the hardest moments of my life. I don't know that I have cried anymore or I have been searching for answers any more than I did during that time. And it was a really scary time for Stephen and I. And I'm super thankful that our church came alongside of us to really love us and support us and that we were just able to rely on God during that time because it's such a time, man, of so many questions and not having any answers and that was the worst time. And so as we're still dealing with this, as Tristan is only 11 now, it's still something we deal with on a very daily basis, but afterwards I was so proud of Tristan who really wanted to work through his depression by creating what's called the Depression Project 2. And it's an Instagram account that he and I run together. And maybe I'll do a podcast on this later and he can be my my little guest host. But he just wanted people to know that they're not alone in their depression. And to see him grow through this whole experience 
again, it's been really scary and it's, you know, been a lot of trial and error and just learning how to navigate life in a new way with him. But just the joy that I see in him daily is just beyond amazing. You know, the reward of being a mom to boys is priceless. Sure, it might come with sticky fingers or maybe that one time when your toddler smears toothpaste all over the bathroom cabinets or when he throws his cars in the, in the toilet or when, yuck, all these things my kids did that were gross and messy and when they're sick and just, they're just, they got stickiness all over them. All of that is worth those priceless moments when they come and they snuggle up in your bed or they come and still tell you when they're 11 years old, mom, give me a kiss before I go to bed. Or when you see them making decisions on their own that you know that they're going to be a decent human being. Raising boys literally is the best. Every day is an adventure because you never know where it's going to go, especially with Tristan and Phoenix. Those two are crazy fun. They're about as different as night and day, but they are so much fun. I'd love to hear your stories about raising boys and maybe the sticky mess that comes with them or maybe your greatest joys that come out of those parenting moments with them. I'd love it if you'd shoot me a DM on Instagram or head over to my Facebook page. Both are Crazy Busy Mom of Four. You can also check out my blog. It's still under construction, but some posts are there um, at crazybusymomofour.com. And I know this one has been short, but I just wanted to talk to you about the joy of raising boys. And I hope that if you're a boy mom too, that you feel that same incredible joy as being their mom. Until next time.